0: This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is September the 20th, 2020. Strong hand, long term thinking. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. Fitting in is overrated. Conviction offended by selling what does this shirt say you can get these shirts below baby this is from salt girl she really provided me with some great ones it says pound that like button that's what you should do everyone remember techball on twitter i've been away from twitter for two days it was rosh hashanah Uh, rosh hashanah just ended a few hours ago here on the east coast of the united states of america actually it's two in the morning so it was more than a few hours ago uh, it was a, a quite a memorable Rush Hashanah, to say the least, and we'll, uh, we'll get into that news in a second. Subscribe to the channel and watch This Week in Bitcoin. It was great. Uh, there was a show on Saturday because it was taped. I taped it on Thursday. I interviewed uh, Ray, who is from Baltimore, who has a unique story. He's blind and he's a Bitcoin guy um, and just... I bring you a unique guest, and you will not hear that story anywhere else. So I'm really proud of that show, and, and some of the people out there, the 20%ers who watch this channel, really appreciated this show. Ray is a good ga- guy. Ray is a real man, a real man of Bitcoin, and uh, just watch uh, Saturday's show. It's 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 linked to below. Okay, so let's let's get into what happened this weekend. Uh, I think it will, it will come to note – it won't be a surprise to anyone if you've been watching the shows lately uh, starting on Tuesday. On Tuesday, I got back from Asheville uh, to Baltimore for the high holidays, and right when I got back to the house, my family's house, um, my mom was not there, but she had had to go to my grandmother's because my grandmother uh, had major uh, uh, brain bleeding um, suddenly out of the blue. I mean, I spoke to my grandma last Friday, and you know she's she's ninety seven. Well, she was ninety seven years old. She did die on um, Friday, uh, not on Saturday. It was Friday night. So Saturday at two in the morning, uh, my grandmother passed away uh, at the hospital with my mother and my sister were with her. And. uh, Obviously, it was on Russia. It was on Rosh Hashanah. Uh, Rosh Hashanah started Friday night. So, uh, yeah, (laughs) so her yurt site uh, every year will be on uh, Rosh Hashanah. So I'll definitely be in shul for her yurt site every single year. No doubt about that one. Uh, and so will a lot of Jewish people. Uh, so that was, uh, that was very sad, obviously. Uh, and it was a roller coaster ride uh, starting Tuesday night. Uh, and uh, I mean, I'm not going to get into everything right now, uh, but it's t- 22 months between the death of my father and my grandmother. And so this is my, very hard on my mother, obviously, if it's – and this is a Beyond Bitcoin show, so if you've got questions, you can ask me about this stuff. You can ask me about uh, Ben Shapiro, RBG, any of the, of, of the wackiness that's been going on uh, lately because this is Beyond Bitcoin. We'll get back to Bitcoin on another day, but I'll talk about some Bitcoin too if you want to talk about Bitcoin. I mean – I, I have not been following Bitcoin that close these last few days. <laughs> uh, well, definitely not during Russia Shana at all. Uh, but since I've been back in Baltimore, I mean, I didn't know it had gotten to eleven thousand dollars as soon as I would have usually. Uh, but don't worry, five digit realm, dude. Five day, come on. It's it, it's all one day closer to an all time high. So yes, uh, it, this is difficult for my mother, um, and it's it's very sad. Uh, you know, my grandmother did live 97 years, but as you know, she almost died in uh, the beginning of 2019, and so uh, it was a miraculous recovery. Would happen then, and I, I, we really wanted that to happen again, and uh, it, it did not happen. And she tried her best, uh, but it, not this time around. It didn't work out. But you know, it. it, it it, it it happens it, it to all of us eventually. So uh, I, I did want to say, though, you know, again, and, and so we're, we're, we're I think this is a lot different than when my father passed away. Because that was uh, well, one thing that's similar is like when my dad died, I also had just come back from a trip. <laughs> it's very strange. So the funeral, I, I'm not in Baltimore very often. Uh, and so just uh, I, I the funeral, my grandmother's funeral is going to be on Tuesday morning. And uh, so uh, I don't have to come in for a funeral. That, that's, that's what this is all amounted to when these things happen. When I, when I arrive, someone dies twice now. Uh, and the thumbnail I use for this show is a flashback to about a year ago. Well, when I was in Australia, I talked about how my father uh, got me my talus. Uh, a, a Jewish prayer shawl when I was 13. And I still have the same talus. And I actually had his talus also. And there is a beautiful picture I found today. We were searching pictures for my of my grandmother. Um, and that I put it as a thumbnail. My my dad and I po- – it was before my bar mitzvah. But the photographer took pictures of us with my, our taluses on. And it's very, very religious-looking picture. Very nice, you know, as a father and son should be. It's a very – you know, people don't have fathers these days. And, and this photo really embodies, you know, a father like teaching his son almost. Now, again, we were posing for a picture and everything, uh, but it's, it's a great way to remember my dad. And he did, he appreciated that, that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, he wanted me to learn about the the Jewish ways and everything. And was very proud of my bar mitzvah. And I loved it. I, I mean, maybe you'll, you'll get to, so there's a picture of me, I'm 13 years old in that picture. And my dad is, uh, <laughs> However old he was in that picture So uh, it's I, I like it Okay so let, let's go to So also on Friday night um, well, Before my grandmother died on uh, Saturday morning Ruth Bader Ginsburg Who is also Jewish uh, I don't know if she died on Rosh Hashanah Or right before Rosh Hashanah started I don't know the exact time she died She died in Washington D.C. correct uh, Rosh Hashanah started Friday night at what 6.30 I don't know if she died after 6.30 Or before 6.30 it really doesn't matter uh, the point is Ruth Bader Ginsburg did die on uh, Friday night, and it, CNN was was going crazy, like a huge headline CNN had, I, I saw. And I do wonder if Trump knew she was – well, we all knew she was sick for, for a long time. She lasted a really long time considering her condition, and uh, the – I do – Trump – I think it was last week started talking about his possible nominees for the Supreme court again, which was odd. Uh, So I do wonder if word had gotten out beforehand that she was deathly ill at this point, but she did die. So um, Trump will uh, get to nominate the next, uh, if he so wishes to nominate the next person for the, the Supreme court. And I do it's pretty obvious now if you read social media, and we're going to get into this in a second, um, that this might be the third event of 2020 that I was talking about. We've had the social unrest. We've had the virus. And now maybe this is this is the third thing. I, I knew there would be a third thing. Um, this was a pretty obvious one because Carl uh, Deniger for quite some time has been predicting she wouldn't make it to the next election. I don't think he, he thought she'd make it into 2020 actually but i mean she did i didn't think she'd make it in 2020 but she's very impressive i would love to know what she did i think a lot of other people that are suffering from cancer would, would like to know what prolonged her life so long um but she is is deceased now and so we move on and the sjw's are going crazy see i mean it's one supreme court justice okay don't they just pedestal this woman pedestal the position and and see the cnn plays into it of course cnn is going to pedestal her i mean they want they want this to be a huge story they want people to watch and everything uh they want people to go crazy there's no point to go crazy over this but people are already going crazy over this uh and so hope said bitcoin meister sad news about your grandmother yeah it's it's quite it's quite sad it's quite sad indeed um but, but thank you uh for for saying it was sad it it's uh we're handling it everybody's air- and it, it is it's unfortunate this happens during this virus situation because there's all these rules about the the funeral home it's some ridiculous stuff going on um my 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 grandmother wasn't uh big for for big uh, productions though so um It's not going to hinder things that much. Uh, If this would have happened with my – if if my father – if they would have had restrictions like this during my father, uh, I – things would have been different, (laughs) a lot different, a lot different. Okay. Um, now uh, also when I was at synagogue and I told the rabbi about the situation, he – Immediately said that I should say the Kaddish for my grandmother, the Mourner's Kaddish, which was really a shock to my system because that was something I did for, for you know, the pro 11 months for my father. And I didn't really count on doing it again until uh, my father's Yort site, uh, which is actually during Thanksgiving, uh, or the, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. So it was just, I I got, I just had to do it again. He's like, do it for your grandmother, do it for your grandmother. And it came back to me naturally, but it definitely was, I really can't, (laughs) you don't know what I mean unless you've been through it before. Um, If you just all of a sudden have to do it again. Now I, it is not in the Jewish tradition. It is, it's the son who is supposed to do it for the, the parent who dies. Now, obviously this is not my parent. Uh, my grandmother's son my uncle is deceased my mother's brother is deceased um so then it would go to um the son-in-law well the son-in-law is my father he is deceased so then it goes to my cousins i do have two male cousins i'm giving you too much information i guess um so and then if they didn't do it it would go to me to do it uh now, uh, so the rabbi just said to do it, so someone would do it. So someone would be doing it just right away. He wanted someone to be doing it right away. But so I, I, I will tell you this, guys. Uh, whenever I'm in synagogue, I will definitely say the kiddush for my grandmother. Uh, we, and we'll we'll leave it at that, I guess. <laughs> uh, but it, it's it's strange to be, you know, thinking about that again, and. Uh, all right, so let's uh, go to this story from CNN. Flights to nowhere. Qantas, Qantas in Australia. People are booking flights to nowhere. They're just paying to Qantas to fly around Australia, and then just to go back. What? I think that's so C U C K, man. We they can't travel anywhere out of the country. So they're like, oh, let's go enjoy rides and see see scenery. If they could do that, they could take them out of the darn country. Uh, or they could fly. I mean, it's... Ah, why, why pay for that stuff, dudes? Why pay? So, make a production, like, be free. Like, you're, you're playing into the game there. You're playing into the government's game. All right. Um, I, I mean, at least here... We still have domestic travel here. I, I think in Australia, they still have domestic travel. It's probably not as much as it was. I mean, the way the state of, uh, well, Melbourne is ridiculous. And so my flight, I mentioned this already, I, I flew. The the flights were smaller planes from Asheville to Charlotte to Baltimore, uh, but they were, one was, one was 100% booked. Uh, the other one was about two thirds filled. And the airports, whatever. Nashville's got such a small little airport. Mine. I mean, I'm not scared at all. You you can get some good deals if you're not scared, dudes. Bill Otman is the guy that's in charge of mines. And yes, I'm Bitcoin Meister over there. Or wait, when am I over there? <laughs> Hang on a second. It's linked to below. Yeah, I'm Bitcoin Meister over there. And I do check it. I do post over there. I post these videos over there. And, uh, Yes, Silent Lamb. That is me reading uh, the Bible. I, I believe in the in the thumbnail. That is thirteen-year-old Adam Meister with his father. Uh, <laughs> and uh, oh, look! at I love this shirt, man. She she makes some nice shirts. Now it's not it's not like it's not fully long sleeve. It's you know hipster long sleeve or something. Ugh. Uh, okay, so uh, and I got my hair cut. And uh, yeah, what I did on Wednesday. On Wednesday, so Tuesday, I land and I'm up till two in the morning or three in the morning with various family members trying to figure out, you know, what, you know, my grandmother's in very bad shape at the hospital. So I I had to wake up or I had to go to the dentist on Monday, uh, Wednesday. It was great. And I'm going to talk about the dentist. Remember, you can play this at 2X people if you're watching this tape to skip around if you don't want to hear this. But there's some good stuff coming up, Ben Shapiro type of stuff. So yeah, my haircut turned out real nice. And uh, I also visited all the graves of my uh, family members. I, uh, I prayed intensely at the, at the grave, well, pretty intensely for my grandmother at, at the grave of her husband, my grandfather, and at my father's grave, her son-in-law. I played, prayed at one of her sister's graves and then many other graves of uh, my other grandparents and uh, some of their um, siblings and, and such okay, um and you know people were gonna did the prayer did it did it work Adam? well, there was some interesting stuff that happened. Um, there was some some good stuff that happened um it, it, there was she died though, which is is very sad, but um she um w- one of the things my grandmother was like really did not want to happen. she did not want to die. And then my mother to be there alone with her, and uh, I, as I said, uh, I, I've, I've said before, I've I, I made it pretty clear I have a number of siblings. I'm not going to say how many siblings I have, but I, I have one of each, at least one of each sex, right? So my sister <laughs> was 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 with my mother, and so my 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 grandmother had knew my sister was there. She knew my sister was there, um, and they did. My mother and my sister saw my grandmother. Uh, Breathe her last breath. They they saw it happen. They they physically. I mean, that must be something to see uh, a loved one die right right in front of your face like that. Um, and they, it yeah, it was intense for them to, to say the least. Oh god. So uh, moving on. <laughs> but she, my mother was not alone. My my grandmother cared so much about my mother. She just wanted my mother to be happy. She just wanted my mother to be happy. And, um, she, you know, my mother to, to go on. And, and that was, you know, when my mom, my, my grandmother almost died less than two months after my father died, she, she couldn't believe that she was about to die. She said aloud, she, she, she couldn't believe it. She's like, why, why would God do this to to my mother to to, to take her and my uh, father within two months of each other? But that that's when she pulled out that miracle. And, uh, and didn't die, and did not die um but this time there was there was no miracle but again at least um it was, it was 22 we got 22 months of my grandmother um after uh my father and uh 20 20 months after her near death experience so um every moment counts people every minute counts and i wish we had more i wish we had 22 more months of my grandmother, so you got you got to make the most of it. And something she used to say was, "It goes by so fast." She said, "It goes by so fast." She says, "I remember when I was just holding you as a baby, and now you're, you got your YouTube show. <laughs> oh, and by the way, my my grandmother, uh, she knew she knew um, how many Bitcoin I had. She well, she she knew how much it was worth in terms of uh, fiat at at one time. Uh, definitely so there, there's another person Who took it to the grave with them My father knew and she knew uh, So there, there are not many People who know uh, What I got, uh, got What I got in my stash uh, I'm not going to Say the other few. Uh, Very 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 few Now, now there's one, one fewer out there So Uh what do what we, we go to so yes my grandmother used to say uh how things went by so fast so Bill Ottman in charge in charge of mines uh he he said and most of you are watching this tape so please play this at 2x and please fast forward through some of the stuff you know if you don't want to hear it uh, but it's, it's late at night not that many people are watching right now 2 <laughs> 30 in the morning oh man yeah Bill Ottman Oppen- – I, and I reposted this. What did he say here? Uh, there comes a point when you have to choose between access to all information, including misinformation, and no information. What we, what we are seeing with virus censorship on social media crystallizes this. Once you start censoring potential misinformation, you can't stop or you are a hypocrite. The only other principled option is to take the First Amendment approach. So that's what Minds does. They, they're not censoring this stuff. I mean he's got a, a, a valid point. Like you're, you're a social media platform. You're like, OK, this is misinformation. We're taking it down. Well, then someone says, well, that's misinformation. So then what are you going to do? If you don't take it down, you're a complete hypocrite. Now, sometimes they don't take it down. So they are complete. They're all, they are complete hypocrites because they're not really taking down misinformation. They're taking down stuff they don't like. He's not Now, I'm going to link to all this below eventually. I haven't linked to anything below uh, just because it's late at night and you can find this stuff on your own if you want to. Uh, so with Donald Trump, the next Supreme Court justice could, could very well be born in the 1970s, which means she <laughs> – she could still be on the Supreme Court in the 2060s. Yes, think about that, people, in the 2060s. So this is uh, – in, in terms of a, a long-lasting impact on the Supreme Court, uh, this will have a long-lasting impact. Now, how, how much you value the Supreme Court, you know, don't put it on a pedestal, but there's no doubt about it. If, they pick, if you pick somebody from born in the 1970s, the person's going to be around until the 2060s possibly. Oh. So live your live your lives, people, by the way, live it, live it, because it does go by fast. It goes. And, and this whole situation, it reminds me of my, my grandmother passing away and, and thinking about how she she would always say it goes by fast. It goes by fast. Uh, and I I know I, I know we're one day closer to an all time high. I don't want to rush it. don't I don't want to rush it. I don't, don't want to rush a lot of things. And. I'm definitely going to prioritize some things a little bit differently, kind of rearrange things, certain aspects of my life. Uh, and just try to, you know, you're, you're going to talk about Yaron Brook and Objectivist. Objectivist. I mean, and, and they, he's definitely had an influence on my life. Just, you want to be happy all the time, you don't want to be doing anything that's not making you happy. You're just doing it for out of habit, okay? Now I, I do talk about systems, and systems rely on habits a lot, uh, but it, it shouldn't be a blind. It should be a, it should be something that makes you happy, okay? And you can switch up your system a bit if you're not happy, and and, and if you're totally unhappy with it, then that's not the system for you, okay? Uh, so one one thing that Yaron Brooke. In, in a video that I'm going to link to below about risk. He says a risk-free world is a thought-free world. All right? Think about that for a second. If there was no risk, you wouldn't have to think, okay? Because that you have to judge anything you get into, there's a risk. So you have to think, how risky is this? How do I avoid uh, failure with this, okay? With, with, any, with any investment, there's a certain risk. And you have to think, is this, is this the time for me to get into this investment? With Bitcoin, I mean, there, there's risk with Bitcoin. If you're flat out starving or something and you buy your Bitcoin, but well, you better be able to uh, switch that Bitcoin back to buy food. Uh, you know what I'm talking about here, okay? And, and what, what I'm getting at is that collectivism is all about group safety on a certain level, okay? To take care of everyone else, to get rid of people worrying about risk, to get rid of thinking. Okay, collectivism wants to take big brother takes care of you. You don't you don't think as an individual. Uh, there shouldn't be risk. It should it should be perfect, uh, and so you don't think. You don't end up thinking during a, in a collectivist collectivist uh, world. So risk is a good thing. Risk challenges you. And, and makes you think it, it's not – risk does not equal death, OK? So always evaluate – and we're living in this time with this virus where everyone is just spazzed out and they can't evaluate the risk on their own. So they want the government to take care of it and get rid of all risk so they don't have to think about it. They hand, they hand off their thinking to the government and there will be no – if the government will make a the decision, then there will be no risk anymore. Sickening. And I want to say that Carl Denninger at market-ticker.org, and I'll link to it eventually, has a good uh, take on the RBG situation. Should you go to a doctor's office during the virus was a headline on uh, Bloomberg that was on Twitter. <laughs> so that they're scaring people. People are still scared to, that they don't want to go to the doctor. I mean, here's a person that, that fears going to the dentist. I really need to go to the dentist, but I'm still unsure. Dudes, dudes, you're insane. You're insane. You're you. Uh, it's not if you're sick. If you're really sick, go to the freaking doctor, dudes. <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, most doctors are horrible, but I mean, there, there's certain people you need to go to the doctor. All right. I went to the dentist. It was time for a checkup, man. It's it was it, it was since Passover of 2019. I hadn't gone. Okay. I was, I was supposed to go in Passover of 2020, but, of course, everything was shut down then. So I was at the dentist. It was it was fine. Now they, were, they were paranoid at the dentist. They, they wouldn't let people stand near each other. I wasn't scared at all. Whatever. It's a joke. I mean they, they put iodine in my mouth and they gargle with iodine. Okay, yeah, that's going to save you guys. Whatever, dudes. Uh, but, but they still have these scare headlines. You should be, should you be scared to go to the doctor? No, you shouldn't be scared to go to the doctor. Dude, if you're, if you're sick, if your teeth are falling out, you better go to the darn dentist, okay? This person's wondering if they go to the dentist. So people are going to get sicker because they're scared of a sickness that they're not going to get, that, that wouldn't make them sick. You see, it's totally illogical. Total, they're not evaluating the risk at all. They're, they're just letting CNN evaluate the risk. And then they, they end up uh, with their teeth falling out. So, I mean, is Adam Meister, like, the super rebel of 2020? To- and do I represent the super – because I've been on planes. I've been to the dentist. I've rented cars. I've gone to religious services. And so, yeah. at So, at synagogue, there, there I would say there was, like, a seventh of the, the num- normal amount of people at synagogue, okay, for Rosh Hashanah. So like, that's pretty bad. It could be better. So I mean, that many people are scared. Now, of course, you do have to understand the synagogue usually trends older anyway. Um, so you you think more people were older, but um, I mean, synagogue was great. Uh, the people who showed up weren't scared. I'll tell you that. But uh, and they they had the chairs spread out. The rabbi had to you know follow the rules and everything. But I, I'll tell you what, I, I my rabbi's not. He's not scared. He's not scared uh, of this, but I mean, am I? I? I've done like all the things that CNN scares people about. I've been on planes, been to the dentist, rented, rent. I don't know if they do they scare people about renting cars because you know a car can be dirty on the inside or something. Okay, may, may, maybe that's I'm pushing that one. But religious services? Oh no, they don't want. Of course, <laughs> so many people out there are so happy that religious services are shut down and people can't uh, do their religious services properly anymore. I'm quite pleased that I, I went through it, and I will be there on Yom Kippur. Uh, and when I'm in Salt Lake City, I plan to to go uh, quite often, also as often as I can on uh, Saturdays. And uh, yeah, and I guess I'll be saying uh, Kaddish for my grandmother when I'm and when I'm there. I will be. I will be now. I guess I will be saying it when I'm there. And I, I mean, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, if I was in Israel now or if I was in L.A. or things were normal now in L.A. or Israel, I would go to to synagogue uh, much more often. I mean, I would I would try. Yeah. But in Israel, it's so easy. You go you go in the middle of the day. It's 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 pretty easy um, to get it if you're staying nearby. I mean, I had it down. I had the routine down. Real well there with for my father for, for saying Kaddish. Uh, it's just it's uh, you know it's it is it's an interesting situation. I'm not an expert on, on the situation when you when grandmothers die without the without their sons or son in laws, and uh, you know what what really is the and then. I mean, my it it does fall. I believe it. It then falls upon my cousins, and uh, it's very 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 interesting. uh very interesting situation. It's just me thinking aloud about it, but I I will definitely do it as as much as I can. Now, uh, what do we have? Ben Shapiro. All right, well, we're getting back into the. Uh, Supreme Court thing. Ben Shapiro has a great tweet. He, he he he. So he was gone during Russia China, like I was. So he comes back from Russia China, has to find out about this stuff. About uh, th- the simple fact that some Democrats seem to be threatening to pack the court in retaliation for simple fulfillment of the constitutional process is why Trump and McConnell should move forward. Threats to destroy institutions should not be humored with concessions. That point right there is awesome, OK? Threats to destroy institutions should not be humored with concessions. You should not be blackmailed into anything, people. All right, so what's going on now as all these SJWs are spazzing out? How dare Donald Trump do what he's supposed to do and nominate the next Supreme Court justice? So if he does that, when we're in power, we're going to, put, we're going to pack the, the Supreme Court. We're going to put more than nine justices on there. And, and, but they're threatening. They're saying, don't, don't do what you're supposed to do or we're going to do this. All right. D-d-d- he should say you should put up his middle finger and just do it. You just, you're just not to be blackmailed. So um, here's some tweets. Uh, RBG has been dead for less than an hour and Democrats are already threatening R-I-O-T-S. Can't say that word. And he's right. This Reza Aslan, Reza Aslan, who used to be a CNN guy or something. Um, if they even try to replace RBG, we burn the entire effing thing down. He used the whole F word there. I mean, guys, calm down. You, you, you want to destroy private property over RBG, over politics? what worshipers i mean what worshipers burn it down now of course that, that will now and as this raslan guy is he going to be the one burning no he's trying to inspire all these mindless robots to go out there and do it which it seems like people have been pretty successful at doing lately because people are unemployed they 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 get people riled up about race-based stuff and then people do insane things so i mean it would it wouldn't surprise me if they uh if as the election gets closer, this is gonna become a major issue. and they uh, they fire, they rile people up. Law is law, okay? He, he He's following the law. He's not doing anything illegal. I mean, these people are babies. like they don't get their way and they throw a hissy fit. that that's that's what the world has become, okay? I mean, because they value their wealth, so they live their lives vicariously. Through these lame-o politicians. And yes, Trump should go balls to the walls with this and fire up his base and use this to get people to vote for him. Okay, don't be scared, dude, because if you if you don't if you don't stick to your whatever principles you may have, and I don't think he has many principles. But I mean, one of his big things is like, I nominate conservative uh, Supreme Court justices, okay, then do it. Then do it. Don't get don't get blackmailed. Don't fight back against their threats. Pick the youngest possible person. I mean, the woman Amy Coney Barrett is born in 1972. So that's pretty good. I mean, that that's good. Um, That'll do it. Um, uh, And she's already been uh, she's already had congressional hearings. She was appointed to another a lower court and they had to have hearings for it. All right. So she, she, she should easily pass. And it, I, if they want to be big babies about it, then they'll be big babies about it. I think it'll be enter- I think it'll be entertaining. Let's see. Are there any other questions over there? Because we're going to talk about – all right, no. No other questions over there. Yes, the virus is a non-issue. It should be a non-issue, but there may, if Trump loses, you'll see how much of a non-issue it is the next day. Now and here, there's a there's something a Reddit a Reddit forum called Lockdown Skeptis- Skep- Skepticism, and uh, one day after the efforts efforts to hide the virus info went public, uh, Nashville reopens restaurants and bars, high school sports, and allows NFL attendance. Yeah, isn't that a coincidence? Uh, people in Nashville got – the government of Nashville got busted for uh, trying to hide numbers for the virus that were good numbers, that people weren't getting sick, that they basically were shutting things down for no reason. And they did hide it, but they got busted, and right after that happened – they right after they got busted, now they, they're reopening stuff. Hmm, very interesting. Now, something that happened earlier this week that people have already forgotten about, there was a headline about the United States ambassador to South Africa. Her name is Lana Marks. And there was an article, a few articles, that there was Iran in retaliation for what the United States did to their general back in the beginning of the year. Remember when everybody was spazzing out about that? How could you kill the Iranian general? No one even remembers it now. But Iran does remember it because he was a big hero of theirs, this this terrorist general of theirs. Um, So the rumor was this week that Iran was targeting this woman for assassination, the United States ambassador to South Africa. And people were like, why the heck? would well, the Iranians target the United States a- ambassador to South Africa, Lana Marx, who, and, and and people are like, why would they, they nominate, why would they try to target? Uh, but she's, she made handbags. She's a millionaire handbag woman or something. And she's a friend of, friend of Trump. So they're saying, Oh, you know, Trump nominates his friends maybe because she's a friend of Trump dudes. Do you know how ambassadorships work? It's always, at least the last, you know, in modern day administrations the, the they nominate their friends and people who have supported their campaigns it's not based on any skill you nominate your buddies to, to be ambassadors to to like the ones the france you know the, the, or in germany and europe those are ones that are like high 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 contributors or big friends of these dudes but lana marx is a friend of his apparently and one reason i ran would would target her they're, they're going to want to target someone in a country that doesn't have good security, okay? So they're not going to target someone in a European country, all right? Uh, or probably in in you know in Japan or South Korea or anything like that. Um, but Lana Mark, I mean, w- w- the big elephant in the room here. It, w- what 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 is when you hear the word lot words Lana Marks? Do do you think she's a certain religion, perhaps? Lana Marx is Jewish, okay. That's why they're targeting her. It's 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 easy. I mean, link. I'm going to link to it below. But Iran uh, through Hezbollah, uh, the, their their terrorist organization, they in 1994 1994 in Buenos Aires, Argentina, uh, they they blew up a uh, Jewish community center there for, for re, 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 that was some sort of retaliation for something, no doubt. Uh, so yeah, th- there you go. They Iran has people in countries like Argentina and South Africa that don't have the best security in the world, okay that are run incompetently. I mean they're, they're similar. In 1994 Argentina was quite incompetent, probably similar to the incompetent not, not as incompetent as South Africa is now, but probably close. So they can get away. They they can do things like that in, in countries like that. They can target Jews easily in in countries like that. So yeah, they're, they're targeting her. It, why would they target a, a Jewish ambassador in South Africa for the reason it's just Jewish? And it's easy. It's easy to do. Now the story has been forgotten. Uh, God willing, they don't do something like that. They they, they you know what is if they. They should. They should. They should try to fix their own darn country. How about that? Instead of uh, having t- targeting Americans all over the world in in, uh, in third world countries and developing countries. How about that? But yeah, there' lot of marks. There are not that many Jewish ambassadors. That's why they're doing. And, and especially in a, in a place as uh, easily targeted as South Africa. Uh, more here. Here's some more San Francisco thoughts. About people leaving San Francisco. It's not Silicon Valley anymore. It's technology, says Balaji. Tech is now remote first. Moving to the Bay Area is no longer necessary. And outages, fires, prices, and dysfunction are driving out the people already there. The place is less appropriate as the metonym for the concept. Now, okay, you you guys will grasp this when other metonyms that may be retired. Detroit, self-driving and electric is happening outside. So back in the day, you know, cars, if you you want to be a car dude, you'd go to you they would, would say Detroit. Detroit represented car dudes. Wall Street, NY New York finance is becoming fintech crypto. So no, you don't have to go to to be in finance now, you don't have to go to Wall Street. Hollywood, many factors pushing decentralization of film. I agree. You can, you can, you can make films anywhere now uh, due to the internet, YouTube, all this stuff. Madison Avenue, that was fashion, uh, has been cloud first for a while. So we had these, he calls them metonyms, uh, Detroit, Wall Street, Hollywood, Madison Avenue, Silicon Valley. It isn't. It isn't about those things anymore. I like that a lot. I like the technology. And progress have allowed um, a certain level of uh, decentralization in there to, to not not be centralized on uh, those aspects of those industries. Okay, so that's not good for uh, you. Don't have to go to Silicon Valley anymore. You don't have to go to San Francisco anymore. That's not good for them. That's not good for them. But hey, that, that's good for freedom. It's awesome that you can be a tech guy and just be based in Idaho or wherever you want to be. Thanks to Mr. Internet. Okay. So speaking about people leaving California, Ben Shapiro announced that he is moving to Nashville. He's moving his whole – out of Los Angeles to Nashville. A lot of people moving to Nashville apparently. Tennessee has low taxes. Or I don't think they have any uh, state income tax. And it's the thing that Ben brings up and a lot of people bring up. It's not the poor that escape. It's the middle class and it's the we- and the wealthy that get out. They know how to manage their freaking money, okay? And that's why they remain wealthy and increase their wealth. So good. I, I like that Ben is-, is making a statement. I mean he has complained about Cal- – a lot of people are like, why don't you just leave California then? Well, he's leaving freaking California. Um, and Roman Q says, what are your uh, thoughts on the recent Israeli-Arab peace deals? Well, I think they're the start of something – I think they're probably the start of something bigger and that uh, Saudi Arabia will uh, make peace, and I think that will be good. These countries – I mean it's it's all based around Iran again. Ben Shapiro likes it because it shows the world that a lot of people try to blame the whole Middle East situation – on Israel versus the Arabs in Judea and Samaria, and it doesn't boil down to that. It really doesn't. The, as you can see, Bahrain and uh, United Arab Emirates—they don't care. They don't care about those. they don't. I mean, that's not their thing. They're worried about their themselves. They're worried about Iran. Um, Iran is a, is a definitely a huge player that people are scared of. And they're willing to partner with freaking Israel um, to, to help them with that threat. So those countries don't treat women well, okay? Th- those countries lack a lot of freedoms. The United Arab Emirates, though, if you're a tourist there, they treat you real well. And you, so for me – and like I don't like the way United Arab Emirates treats their people. I'm not visiting Bahrain. I'm going to tell you that right now. Okay, that that's out of the question. But United Arab Emirates, I mean, you got to admit it's tempting, isn't it, to to go to Dubai? Um, so I I I'm still doing research. Um, but they, you know, peace is a good thing. Okay, they should make it. Would be great if if they can all. I mean, they don't have to be the best of friends, but they, they have trade. They let their people go back and forth. And they try to bring more peace to the area and try to combat bad actors like Iran. Now, Saudi Arabia is no good, too. I mean, they really oppress their people, OK? Uh, it's it's nothing, I mean. Much worse than what's going on in United Arab Emirates. So it it would be very interesting if Saudi Arabia makes a deal with Israel because that, that might be a – I mean they might have some social changes in Saudi Arabia if that happens. All right. Uh, yes. Thank you, UK Bitcoin Master, uh, for, for your thoughts there. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. So I'm – I mean, I'm not – I think people should be – I think the media is downplaying it a lot because of Trump, because he made it happen. You have to give him credit on this though. He didn't fixate on the problems within Israel. Okay, He found a common problem they could all bond over. All right. Which was Iran. And I, I mean, you, you gotta say of all the presidents that have been trying these peace deals, uh, since Jimmy Carter, even, I mean, since Nixon, I mean, since the six day war in 1967, Trump's done the best Yeah, Trump's done the best. He really has done the best. um, so – but they're, they're, you're not going to hear much about that. But uh, but it, it, it's a good thing. It, it's not – I think everyone blows out of proportion anything that happens over there, OK? We really fixate so much on that region. So yeah, OK, Israel, Israel's friends with those two countries now. Great. That's great. I mean uh, – there's They should all be friends, okay? We, we shouldn't become obsessed with it. People just obsess over Israel so much, this little country. Uh, now, w- one thing is that the Iran is is no friend of the United States. So it makes sense for the United States to be concerned about Iran because Iran has vocally uh, <laughs> been against the United States to say the least and United States interests all over the world. But like, I mean – I mean, I really think, to tell you the truth, you're asking about the Middle East. I think if things in Iran all of a sudden really ramped up with internal protest, they could have true freedom much sooner than Saudi Arabia. Okay, because they were free. I mean, they were they were free before 1979. They were very Western before. I mean, I don't know how, but they were quite Western before 1979 in Iran. So they could quickly revert back to that. I mean they could be really modern right away again. Uh, so I, I, I hope this just causes some type of internal rebellion in Iran if they start hearing like, well, wait a second. Other Muslim countries like Israel now? I mean maybe that, maybe that could be the most positive thing out of all of this, that it could spark an internal revolution in Iran uh, that leads to real freedom and not a theocracy. Okay. That would be awesome. That 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 would that would bring Middle East peace. I mean, and then we wouldn't people wouldn't be talking about Middle East anymore. And so Ben Ben Shapiro he does not like the lawn signs. I, I he he's like you know where he goes on signs. I've mentioned it also in Asheville. I actually saw one in Baltimore. One so far in Baltimore, just one. Uh, but. Ben Shapiro said this, I want a lawn side that reads, in this house, we believe that if you post semantically overloaded left-wing tautologies on your lawn to signal you, your unearned moral superiority, you are a douchebag. So yeah, that is a very good point there. He, he basically explains what those people are doing. Um, and yeah. It's a lot of virtue going on out there. Now we live in a, in a world today where so many people call people. They don't like the, the N a Z word, you know, what, what the enemies of the United States were during uh, world war two, the vicious murderers of a world war two there. They, I can't they were national socialists. N a Z I, those, those people, um, Anyway, they, they were horrible people. And but people love to call other people that name. And here's maybe a reason why. Because people don't know who they were. People don't understand what those horrible people did, what that ideology was all about. The findings of a study of young Americans' knowledge of the Holocaust are terrifying. 23% say it's a myth slash exaggerated. 10% don't think it happened. never heard of it. 11% think uh, Jews were responsible. And 63% are unaware that 6 million Jews were killed. So, yeah, 63% of Americans uh, surveyed here are unaware that 6 million Jews were killed by those people, uh, the the NAZs, uh, back then. And uh, so, yeah, if you don't understand what the heck happened, of course you'll call people that. You'll call Trump that. You'll call anyone you dislike that name it, to what those people did was the worst atrocity of all time i mean um and so it's it's a shit i mean it's no it's no surprise it's no surprise that uh most people do not know history most people do not learn from history most people hear a, a term and they just blindly repeat it and don't know really what a harsh term that is to call someone that, to call someone that um, that they they were horrible horrible ideology that did in, in horrific atrocities um, but this is it's there's, as time time as time goes by people forget people forget you know we say never forget they forget they forget I realized I don't know when I realized it I guess when the when the internet well I guess when social media started really growing a lot I, I knew one day that people would not, um, would forget what happened during World War II, and would say, "Oh no, it really didn't happen, and it wasn't that it wasn't that bad, and oh ma- maybe it was it was their it was the, it was their fault or something." And, uh, but so yeah, we're we're living that reality now, and uh, it's unfortunate, it's, it's very very unfortunate because it leads to other. It just leads. No one knows what an NAZ is, so you know, people are going crazy thinking you know they know it's a bad word. They did bad things whoever they are and let's just call everyone it and attack them and yeah ignorance ignorance just leads to confusion and massive uh, whatever's going on out there now so new york post has an article new jersey to impose millionaires millionaires tax on residents earning 1 million and up it's a disgrace They're already starting to pick on the wealthy, wealth taxes coming soon, exit taxes coming soon. These states are going to pay a heavy price. Uh, But, I mean, they they picked their poison. They shut down their entire economies. Now they need money. Then again, if Biden becomes president, or maybe even if Trump stays president, they're all going to get bailed out. That's why you should be buying Bitcoin because the money printer is going to go burr. But the rich are – they're easily scapegoated, man. And the middle class are easily – you're wrong because you're rich. You're bad because you're rich. Dude, this – I keep on shaking this. I'm sorry. I have this on a very unsturdy uh, – look at that shirt. Hmm, look at that hair. All right. Oh, it's been 53 minutes. Got to wrap this thing up soon. And there was an announcement earlier this week about uh, – I loved it. In the cloud tops of Venus, they may have detected life. All right? This should be the biggest news of the week. We should be sending probes there right now. But no, 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 no. Well, while there might be aliens, little teeny aliens, little microbe aliens in, in, in on Venus, we have uh, mutants here on Earth that are just like going crazy in the streets. What a contrast between the unthinking wildings going on in the streets of the United States, the crying and screaming over RBG, the crying and screaming, the mindlessness of the Supreme Court compared to just – such a discovery universe changing discovery the way we think about the whole universe could be changed what if if what we what we think is going on in venus is going on in the cloud tops of venus it would be the biggest news in the history of mankind if there are really aliens little microbe aliens in venus if there's life on if we could prove there's life on another planet so I mean, in, in our, also earlier in the week in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which is a small town in southern Pennsylvania Amish country, they used to take us on field trips up to Amish country. They make like lots of nice like chocolate and licorice potato chips up there. It's fun. That's why they take kids on the. And if you grew up in the Baltimore area, maybe even Washington and Philadelphia, Philadelphia probably also you go on uh you go on field trips in school to Amish country up in uh, Lancaster. Well. There was a, there was a riot up there, like over like a knife, a knife wielding crazy person. (laughs) So people don't even think anymore. They're like, I mean, guys, there are crazy people out there, really bad dudes out there that actually do attack policemen and like threatening their lives. Like, what are they supposed to do? Just lay down and let the dude stab them? (laughs) Are you supposed to do that? I mean, there's something called self-defense out there. And, and if someone is coming to kill you, I mean, you got to stop them by any means necessary. But yeah, even – it's just such a contrast we have in this world. And uh, I really I – wish, I wish more people – I wish 80%ers were interested in science and instead of like all of this uh, TV-generated hysteria. And just riling people up. People love to revert to their freaking animalistic collectivist instincts, okay? Their tribal instincts. It really gets them going. Um, But it's such a distraction from the real news. Venus, dudes. Life on Venus. And some of you probably didn't even hear about it because CNN doesn't want to talk about that. Drudge doesn't want to talk about that. Uh, and Ron Brooke made a great point. If people accept the lockdowns like sheep, um, imagine if, if these uh, disturbances get bigger and the violence gets a little worse. People would accept martial law and authoritarianism like sheep. They would be like, OK, yeah, we need martial law now to get rid of these uh, disturbances. We need authoritarianism right now. People would gladly accept it because they gladly accepted lockdowns. So now is the time to be defiant, like put a line in the sand right now. We really should, because it it isn't. There's, it's just we keep going one step closer to falling down the drain of authoritarianism. Okay, yeah, but nothing wrong with martial law. We needed it. Look, look what they were doing in Seattle. Look what they were doing in Portland. Look what they're doing in Chicago. just let, let the army take over. That's the people will accept it, though. People screaming Karens will call for it. And oh, here we go. People, uh, people who bought houses, here's a comment about them. But regret is already in the air. One survey of a thousand mortgage holders found that most people who bought houses after March 2020 already regretted taking out a mortgage. All right it's, a, it's an attack vector. So many people still wanted to fit in during all this nonsense that they bought houses. Of course there's going to be an incredible amount of people that are regretting it. They might have bought it in the wrong city where the riots going on now. They, uh, they might realize like, uh-oh, I never got my job back or I lost my job because of these shutdowns or, or my, my my city that I bought a house in is not as economically viable as I previously thought it was or, oh, wait a second, I bought a house and tied myself down when now I realize that like I don't have to t- – if I want a job, I can live anywhere. So yeah, real estate, I am sure there's tons of regrets, but at the same time, even with everything I just said, even with that statistic, these dollar slaves, okay? Fitting in is so is so important to people. Still, to this very day, fitting in means buying the biggest freaking house you can. So some people, most people are still going to do it. And they're probably going to have major regrets the second they do it, but they just have to fit in. That is the That is why fitting in is totally overrated. And that's also why the dollar isn't going anywhere. Because people are just so ingrained in their traditional ways of fitting in. The new medical experts are trying to stay popular through fear. Okay, so we've these last few months, all these medical guys on Twitter and social media, they've gotten pretty big. They've been on CNN. They've they've gone from obscurity to not to, to to really being well known. I mean, you didn't know these type of medical experts in the past. You weren't worried about pandemics. So going from irrelevant to popular is a powerful drug. Going back to irrelevant will not happen without a fight. Everything is drama. So think about that for a 2nd There They're all these guys that have been the talk of the town, scaring everybody. And now in order to stay popular – What do they do? What do you think they do? They could be modest. They could be like, "Okay, I've had my moment in the sun. Now I'm going to go back to being a successful doctor. Oh, no. These dudes are continuing the fear. So some of these guys who were sort of right at first now are just like they're off the deep end. They're just they are just constantly trying to stay relevant in the news cycle. Well, how do you stay relevant in the panic prison news cycle? You come up with more and more clickbait, scary headlines. And these are these are legitimate researchers and doctors that are just trying to fit in and relevant. They're lying. It's sickening. But so be careful. If you if you trusted some of these guys beforehand, these these doctors that were on cnn and fox and this that and the other and they they keep on they're tweeting stranger and stranger things well there's a reason they don't want to let go of this okay they don't want to go back to being irrelevant there's nothing wrong with being freaking irrelevant dudes you're freaking doctors you're you're doing you should love what you're doing you shouldn't why are you why do you want to be media stars i guess everybody wants to be a media star this day we've talked about institutional racism before Yeah. And then a a few weeks ago, there was a woman at a a university. I forgot which one. She was a white woman. She'd been pretending to be black for quite some time. And she'd gotten quite a lot out of it. So it's very interesting. There's definitely some benefits to being black if white women are pretending to be black. In, In certain institutions, it's pretty clear. She did she did better as a black woman than she would have done as a white woman. Oh man, this group ID stuff, just be a unique beast. Okay. But if if people want to play that game about institutional racism, I mean, you you point out that, like, well, well, maybe the incident, and I I pointed this out before, like, in the government, the institutional racism is affirmative action. Affirmative action discriminates against white people. This shouldn't exist at all. We shouldn't, it shouldn't be a freaking race battle at all. That's what uh, critical race theory is. Everything is a race battle. It's not about individuals competing and trying to make this world a better place and trying to be successful. It's about what race controls the power. So silly, but it's becoming more and more popular. And uh, but it is an interesting. It is it's very interesting that a white woman can pretend to be a uh, black and uh, do. And then of course she admitted she was going to get outed. So she wouldn't everybody think she was a victim of some victim. I took She She's trying to use that for more attention. These people have no shame. They'll lie about what race they are. They're totally liars. And they'll just be they, like, oh, I was a liar. Feel bad for me. Please. I want to stay popular. I want, to, I want attention, attention, attention. It's all about, you know, we've, we've talked about the attention economy before. And, and I've said it's good to have a place on social media. Okay. It's good to have a YouTube channel. It's good to have a Twitter account. It's good to put yourself out there, but don't lie and cheat and steal just to get freaking attention and use it as a freaking drug uh, that you're going to do, that you're addicted to, that you're willing to do anything for. Pretend what race you are. I mean, this is insane. And I've talked about this World Economic Forum last week, but I mean, they've got a podcast, the, the Great Reset podcast. Greed is dead. And then I found out about this through them. Three, nearly three and four adults plan to get a virus vaccine, the survey showed. So, they, I mean, they're, they're, they're promoting that, the, the, the WEF, the World Economic Forum. Three and four adults plan to get a virus vaccine. We'll see. I, I, I definitely don't. They want them to. Now, an untested freaking vaccine. Unbelievable. This World Economic Forum is sickening. What they promote, the the worst fear-mongering and SJW nonsense, these people have so much time on their hands. Like, what a a world of comfort we live in when they, they worry about such nonsense. They make up things to worry about. Income inequality, all this stuff. Inequality of the sexes. Why isn't? Why aren't women getting good jobs? I mean, it's nonsense. Just be be an individual. Judge a person on the individual accomplishments. What has happened to individualism? Well, it's the it is the accomplishment. The default is collectivist collectivism, and World Economic Forum is a freaking collectivist nonsense organization. Summer air travel down nearly seventy six percent from a year ago dudes make the most of it. the government is subsidizing it by the way because the government bailed out all the airlines so the prices remain quite low. so take advantage of it go somewhere in the United States if you're in the, uh, I'm talking to Americans I'm about to go to Salt Lake City on the on the 29th of November. NFL ratings dropped double digits in the season opener. I don't know if this week they dropped again. It's not a surprise. People were booing in Kansas City last week, I heard. And going back to the vaccine real quick, uh, AstraZeneca said the uh, they had to put the study on hold due to suspected adverse reaction in participants. Yeah, don't, don't be surprised there's going to be a more adverse reactions in uh, participants. Hey, but people want it. People want a vaccine for something that doesn't even kill them. You know, make them feel safe again. Anyway, be, be make your own mind, guys. There is risk in li- life, okay? Be a good judge of your own risk. Try to understand statistics. Pound that like button like the shirt says. All right, so I'm going to go to sleep. It's definitely been a long, long, unexpected weekend. Um, but it does... As my grandmother said, it goes by fast, dudes. It goes by fast. Just keep that in mind so you treasure every moment and you are constantly reevaluating. Like, am I doing the right thing right now? Am I totally happy doing this thing right now? Um, should I change my system a little bit right now? Uh, all right, dudes. Uh, I'm Adam my Bitcoin Machine This my Rothmeister. Uh, I do want to say one, one last thing. Uh, I did get to call my, I, as you guys all know, I call my grandmother every Friday. And so, um, it's, 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 that's over now. Um, I've called her every Friday during the school year since, uh, college. And, and then before that, you know, in high school, I would go to her house every Friday. So this Friday when she was in the hospital and was basically totally incapacitated and, and really couldn't, she couldn't speak. And it, it was confusing to my mother, and my sister, if my, my grandmother was even understanding anything. She was in horrible shape. She couldn't open her eyes. And I, I called and I said to mom, let, let me, let me talk to her. And uh, they put up the phone to her ear. And I said it was me. I said it's Adam. And uh, all, all of a sudden, out of the blue, she she spoke. She she said she said a few sentences. She said she said it's Adam. She said something like it's okay. All all is well. She said all is well. And she looked at her watch. Even though she, she her eyes were closed, she looked at her watch she said a couple it was it was my sister and my mother were in shock they were in shock but she hadn't spoken a sentence since tuesday and uh that was pretty awesome i i I didn't under i didn't understand what was going on like so it it sparked something in her head was it just reaction or was she really talking to me she she said she said sentences it was pretty darn awesome, and my sister, and my mom, we all got our hopes up too at that point too. Like, well, wait a second, maybe, maybe something's going on, uh, but she died 12 hours later. So it was, um, it was good. I got to talk to her one last time, and that was, that was, you know, that was basically her last sentences. There were a few a little later on. She said a couple other things or something, but it was it was so shocking. She's just she's like. She said my name. She definitely said my name then. So that was, that was pretty cool. She could hear it. So that was it. My mother really, really liked that. My sister really liked that a lot. And uh, my, my mom wrote up a summary to send to all her friends what happened this week. She put that story in. Uh, it's good. It makes me, uh, um, it'll be interesting this Friday what I do. So, all right, pound that like button. I'll see you guys later. Thank you. Bye-bye.